I have been asked by the owners of the Pachulo Casino to read the following. We, the owners of the Pachulo Casino, are proud to present the following presentation. On this date, exactly two years and two days after the first Muppet Cast parody, it brings us great pleasure to bring you round two of the Muppet Cast parody show. This will undoubtedly be the funniest, best, and most uncontroversial Muppet Cast parody that has ever taken place. It will be the greatest, truly. We look forward to presenting the show that all use fans in your that all use fans in your Muppety hearts always wanted. Here at the Pachulo Casino, where our dancing girls are more beautiful than any of you and our guest speakers are fantastic at speaking. We've got guest speakers you've never heard of that are better than the ones you have heard of. They know words, they have the best Wait a second, who owns the Pachulo Casino? Can someone do me a favor and check on who built it? Well, anyway, continuing. To get the show started off bigly, we have supplied a voice actor to provide the voice of the opening theme, and you will find him located under the bed? Wait, what, what's the... Oh, oh, Brian Summers! Hello! Hi! Hello! Say, why don't you get things started by doing the bit you always do at the beginning of the Muppet cast? Just, just like you normally do, okay? Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Muppet Cast! Wait, 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 Brian, stop. I'm gonna stop you right there. Um, not bad. It was pretty good, but let's just, let, let's just try it again. Take two. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Muppet Cast! Hello, and welcome to the Muppet Cast, the only podcast dedicated you to know, the work wait, wait of Jim minute, Henson. Ryan, gonna stop you again. Better, but um, maybe maybe you just need a visual, just something to kind of put you in the mood for this. You're doing good, but I want you to just close your eyes there, okay? Dark, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. That was just a little joke from Fraggle Rock. I want you, no, close your eyes again. I want you to imagine that you are that you're moving. That you're moving around in a circle, like a record. And all of a sudden, you're going over. You're going over, and now you're going around, and around, and around, and around, and over, and under, and through. Just like that, okay? And I want you to put that in your performance. Alright? Go. Hello, and welcome to the Muppet Cast. The only podcast dedicated to the work of Jim Henson and the Muppets. Join us as we discuss the past, present, and upcoming productions from the Jim Henson Company. Wait, Sesame wait, Work. Wait, stop. That was terrible. That was the worst thing you've ever done. Ever. So let's try something different here, okay? I'm gonna put you in a different place. Just pretend that standing beside you are a king and queen, and you're you're in a castle. And the castle is moving. We can move. We can move with the rhythm. We can. Anyway, it's moving up on top of a mountain. And you're looking over the whole kingdom. Then all of a sudden, it moves down from the mountain down into the valley. 
And you're in the town, little town, little quiet village. Every day, like the one before, little town full of little people waking up to say go. Join us as we discuss the past, present, and upcoming productions from the Jim Henson Company, Sesame Workshop, and the Walt Disney Company's Muppet Studio. Now, here's the host of the Muppet Cast, Steve. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Not the Muppet Cast. I'm your host, Not Steve Swanson, and this week, well, I'm doing yet another parody of Steve's show. I really didn't want to do this because I knew I'd used up all my best Muppet Cast jokes in the first Muppet Cast parody show back in 2015, and I figured this would kind of turn into an Airplane 2 kind of thing. But when a casino kidnaps you and locks you in one of their hotel rooms, what can you do, right? Oh, for better or for worse, they put Louie in here, too, to, uh, give me a hand. Hi! Him along with the very same soundboard that Steve used to record his Muppet Madness shows from here, complete with all the buttons for sound effects and music and censorship bleeps and everything. Also, for those of you playing along at home, we've decided to make this show more fun for you to listen to by creating a guide to the exact episodes of the Muppet Cast being parodied in each of our little references and gags, which you'll find in the program located underneath your seat. Now, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. I'm not Steve Swanson, and the email address is me, me at MuppetCast.com. The voicemail line is now a voicemail button, so have fun figuring that out. The Facebook page is MuppetCast.com Facebook, and the Twitter feed is at MuppetCast. Speaking of Twitter, we just started another round of the Muppet Haiku Challenge over there, and this time, you don't actually have to write a haiku. Just type up anything even remotely close to poetry, even if it has nothing to do with the Muppets, and send it to at MuppetCast right now. In fact, send thousands of miscellaneous tweets to at MuppetCast, and they can be whatever you want, whatever you like. Just, you know, pictures of your dog, stories about your ex-girlfriends and boyfriends, anything you want. Just be sure to include the hashtag Hey Steve, and I'm sure Steve will read all of them in the next episode of the MuppetCast. Once again, just like in the first Muppet Cast parody show, I'm going to try to make sure this show is longer than an hour, just like every episode of the Muppet Cast. And to make sure that's possible, I've taught myself an old trick that Steve always uses to pad out his shows. Segways to segways to segways to songs I can play throughout the show. And speaking of songs, you know where a lot of the best songs can be found? The Great American Songbook. A lot of the songs in The Great American Songbook were performed by Frank Sinatra. And Frank Sinatra was really good friends with Joe Raposo, who wrote this song. I believe in little things that you can hardly see, like honeycomb and spider webs and starfish in the sea. I believe in little things Like icy drops of rain That melt into the morning mist When winds are warm again I believe in little things Like colors in the sky And noticing the waves roll flowers die Knowing they'll be back again When 
Hi there, Frank, Mr. Oz? Yeah. Hi, this is J.D. Hansel of MuppetHub.com. I was wondering if there was any chance I could get you to come on the show for another interview for this second MuppetCast parody I'm doing? Here's my problem. I have been asked to do that so many in interviews so many times. And if I was at a bar and had a beer with you, and we just, I could probably tell you, but under the pressure here, and I don't, I'm terrible that way. It's not that I'm hiding from you, it's just that... I live with Jim, and I work that way with for about 35 oh, years. Oh, please, so sir. It would mean the world to me. Is there anything I can do for you that would make you willing to do this show? I need to, I need to go on a dressing with you, and, and, and if you could take off all your clothes so I could take a picture of you naked. Oh, well, I guess I'll find somebody else then. Thank you for your time, sir. Huh. I guess it shouldn't be too hard to find another memorable MuppyCast guest, right? Steve interviewed a lot of people. Sometimes he even interviewed the only significant guests I was able to interview, just to spite me. Well, anyway, while I think of a better guest, let's all enjoy the latest edition of MuppetCast Mailbag. Yup, that's right, it's time once again to check the mail from you fans. First up, we have an email from new listener Greg Grayson, who writes, Hi Steve, this is Greg Grayson. I'm a 37-year-old man from Idaho who's just now gotten into the Muppets. I'm not sure how I missed most of the Muppets shows and movies when I was a kid, but now I'm really enjoying looking back at their classic movies and specials. I just started listening to the MuppetCast a few weeks ago, and I like it an awful lot, so I wanted to ask you a question about the Muppets. It's a really basic question that I probably should have just googled instead of taking up your listeners' time with it, but here goes. I've heard a lot about this TV show called The Muppet Show. What is The Muppet Show? Well, Greg, I'm happy to tell you that no question is too simple or obvious for The Muppet Cast. To answer your question, The Muppet Show is a half-hour variety show in a musical comedy review format that ran from 1976 to 1981 on syndicated television. Produced at Elstree Studios in London by Lord Lou Grade, The Muppet Show toggled between the onstage acts and the frantic activity backstage, and featured a new guest star each week to perform songs and skits with The Muppets. The Muppets, by the way, are a group of puppet characters of different species that have appeared in a variety of productions created by Jim Henson. From the Muppet Wiki, James Marie Henson was born in Greenville, Mississippi on September 24, 1936. Ten years later, in 1946, Henson moved with his family to Hyattsville, Maryland, a suburb near Washington, D.C. While growing up, he loved watching Disney films and movies with comic legends like Bob Hope and George Burns, and enjoyed listening to such radio acts as Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. He would grow up to pay tribute to, and work with, many of these same legends. Henson graduated as a member of the National Honor Society from Northwestern Senior High School in Hyattsville, Maryland on June 14, 1954. In 1955, while a college student at the University of Maryland, WRC-TV offered Henson his own show, resulting in the creation of Salmon Friends. The five-minute shows aired live twice a day after the news, and often involved the puppets lip-syncing to a comedy or novelty record. Henson's co-puppeteer was the woman who would later become his wife, Jane Nebel. 
The two wed on May 28, 1959. Of the cast of characters created for Sam and Friends, only Kermit would remain as a major figure with Jim Henson for later productions. Kermit, in case you didn't know, is the frog originally played by Jim Henson, and he served as the face of the Muppets. From Wikipedia, a frog is any member of a diverse and largely carnivorous group of short-bodied, tailless amphibians composing the order Anura. Frogs tend to live in wet places like forests, the Caribbean, the Glen, and of course, swamps. Kermit, however, has always kept a pad, see what I did there, on Sesame Street. Sesame Street is an educational television program designed for preschoolers, and is recognized as a pioneer of the contemporary standard which combines education and entertainment in children's television shows. Sesame Street also provided the first daily national television showcase for Jim Henson's Muppets. In 2009, the series celebrated its 40th anniversary for five years, making it one of the longest-running shows in television history. The series has now produced over 4,400 episodes. Well, thanks for that great question, Greg. And also in the inbox this week is another great question from Jimmy O'Brien, who writes, Dear Steve, my name's Jimmy, and I'm a 13-year-old Muppet fan who's always had a passion for learning everything there is to know about Jim Henson's work. I was wondering if you could clear up some confusion I've had about the show Muppet Babies. You see, in my research, I found some sources, including Imagination Illustrated by Karen Falk, saying that the idea of the Muppet Babies TV show came about after the scene in Muppets Take Manhattan was met with a very positive response. I've also heard other sources saying that Jim Henson had already wanted the Muppet Babies to be a TV show before Muppets Take Manhattan, and he put the scene in the movie as a way of making that happen. In all my research, I can't seem to find the final answer on which came first, the idea for the show, or the scene in the movie. To make matters worse, Jim Henson is credited as the creator of the show, and Michael Frith is considered to be the designer, but Muppet illustrator Guy Gilchrist claims that he was a co-creator of the Muppet Babies as well, although it's unclear whether he's referring to the TV show itself or the character designs. Could you offer any insight here, Steve? Thanks from your devoted fan, Jimmy. Well, Jimmy, here's what I can tell you. From the Muppet Wiki, Muppet Babies is an animated series which ran on CBS for seven years from 1984 to 1991. The series features Baby Kermit, Baby Piggy, Baby Fozzie, Baby Gonzo, Baby Ralph, Baby Scooter, Baby Skeeter, and Baby Animal under the care of Nanny as they explore the vastness of their own imaginations. I hope that answers your question, Jimmy. Anyway, we've also received a voicemail, that's right, someone learned how to use the button, all the way from North Korea, County, Alabama. Hi Steve, this is Daryl, Daryl Dudd, calling from Alabama, and I'd just like to take a minute to talk about this whole Steve Whitmire story everybody's talking about. You see, like many of your listeners, I woke up the other day to read the news on Tough Pigs that Disney fired Steve Whitmire, and I thought, oh, that's a shame. Then I got a notification from the Muppet Mindset, and they said that Disney fired Steve Whitmire. And I thought, gosh, twice in one day? That's awful. Then I kept seeing more and more people reporting it again and again, and I for one would just like to say, Disney, stop firing Steve Whitmire. Once was more than enough. We don't need you doing it again on The Hollywood Reporter and on Variety and on all the other popular culture websites. Don't do it anymore, okay? No more. 
That's about all I have to say about that. Thank you, Steve, and keep up the good work. Now, how do I turn this thing off? Is it, is it this thing here? Ethel, sweetheart, can you do me a favor and show me... Ethel, what are you doing back in this house after I told you I never want to see you again? How did you get in here? Get out of my house. No, don't smash the computer, Ethel! Well, thanks for that message, Daryl. I'm sure Steve Whitmire would be happy to hear your support. And that brings us to the end of this week's Muppet Cast Mailbag. You know, speaking of mail... Uh, hey, hey, Louie, do you have the song queued up? Yep. Okay, all right. Speaking of mail... The mail is a great way to receive letters. And letters, well, they're a lot like numbers. See if you can figure out Big Bird's favorite number from this little musical number. See what I did there? From the hit musical, two plus two, it's Big Bird and the Tarnish Brothers doing I Just Adore Four. I just adore four, the number for me. You can't deplore four, it's less than five, more than three. You can have four doors or four dinosaurs, four janitors or even four grocery stores. I just adore four, the number sublime. I love to draw four, it's just an angle and a line. I can't get sore four, it's plain you see. I just adore four, the number for me. Ah, yes. I used to fret a lot and fidget until I met that dazzling digit. And now you see a brand new me for. I found a number I can be for and count one, two, three, four. I just adore four, the number for me. You can't deplore four, it's less than five, more than three. You can have four floors or four army corps. Four dresser drawers. Or even four crashing doors. I just adore four, the number sublime. I love to draw four, it's just an angle and a line. I can't get sore four, it's plain you see. Just a door for the number one for me. They certainly don't write them like that anymore. You know, I'm just going to be honest with you. All my music choices are generated at random by my computer. Yeah, I really just see the song title right before it's about to play and then try my darndest to think of something, anything I can use as a segue. That's the secret to the Muppet cast. So pardon me if some of these songs seem a little too random. That's just going to happen sometimes. It's part of life. So get over it, Snowflake. With that said, let's move right along to Muppet news. In Muppet News this week, we've had some interesting new videos coming from Sesame Workshop. That's right, from MuppetMindset.com, 
C is for Chrysler, that's good enough for me. Sesame Street and Chrysler have teamed up for a great set of videos advertising all the features of two of their newest car models. Watch as two cars filled with Muppets compete in a game of Listen, Drive, Surprise, aided by some awesome kids and everyone's favorite game show host, Guy Smiley. Hey guys, what do you want to do? Oh, let's play something. Well, you're in luck because I'm Guy Smiley and it's time to play Listen, Drive, Surprise! Oh, I would love to play! So would my old buddy Bert. Wait, what? Then let's get started. Miles? Thanks, Guy. To play, you have to drive a car and follow directions. So it's important to listen carefully. Bert can do that. What did he say? I was not listening. So I'd like to talk about this for a minute because while these videos are cute, I'm noticing a trend here in Sesame's recent content that alarms me. Now, the people at Sesame Workshop who made this video know what they're doing better than I do, but my comment is this. A three-year-old growing up is still a three-year-old growing up. It doesn't matter if they're in 1970 or 1990 or 2015. If I'm a young child, I don't know what Chrysler is. I don't know that there are old cars and new cars, it's just cars. So you as an entertainment company, you can certainly train me to have a preference for Chrysler by showing me cars that are quick cut, I mean, uh, quick to accelerate with uh, a built-in touchscreen and a parallel parking camera. You can train me to want that, but I don't inherently want anything. I'm just a kid who wants to watch old Sesame Street bits that they really should keep on the show. Reading from the management of MuppetCast.com. We would like to apologize for this ranting habit that Not Steve has developed. Yes, particularly when it comes to fast-paced Sesame Street material that he can't keep up with. He's just jealous because he never knows what's going on. He can't keep up. It's like a snail watching a squirrel. You should really watch him try to watch the show sometime. This is to say that the remainder of the Muppet News segment has been cancelled as Not Steve forgot what he was going to say after we gave him a sedative to counteract his rantiness. We now move forward to the Muppetology segment. Meh. This week in Muppetology, we're taking a look at the 1982 Jim Henson classic The Dark Crystal from the Muppet Wiki. The Dark Crystal is the first cinematic feature directed by Jim Henson to not feature the Muppets, or really any good characters for that matter. When Jim Henson began work on The Dark Crystal in 1977, he had no story, just a sense of the kind of fantasy world he wanted to create. And sadly, I guess he never really changed that at any point in the creative process. Henson was beginning to visualize the creatures that would inhabit this world of good and evil when he discovered the Land of Froud, a collection of drawings by Brian Froud. Henson immediately contacted Froud, who agreed to act as the project's conceptual designer and head boredom creator, I guess. Once Henson and Froud had developed their ideas into a storyline, I'm guessing the storyline was promptly thrown out and David O'Dell was commissioned to write the screenplay, which I'd estimate is probably just nine pages long. In July 1979, Henson moved the project's pre-production planning from New York to London, where he could simultaneously supervise production of his far superior project, The Muppet Show. It was here that creative supervisor Sherry Amott assembled the 60-member animatronic fabrication group who sculpted, molded, and sewed and cared for the project's elaborate puppet cast, one of the only good things about this movie. 
The Dark Crystal was filmed at the EMI Elstree Studios near London. While the puppeteers who operated the main characters were drawn from the ranks of the Muppeteers, the mystics and many of the other characters, the mystics and many of the other creatures were brought to life by a specially recruited group of mimes, actors, dancers, acrobats, and clowns. All of these artists performed their craft on sets that, although scaled to the puppet's size, were built up off the floor to allow them enough clearance to operate their characters unhindered. The puppets were controlled through a variety of radio, mechanical, electrical, and hydraulic systems, but were still lacking in any shred of personality, let's be real here. In addition to the state-of-the-art puppets, special effects also played a crucial role in bringing the world of the Dark Crystal to Okay, if this phrase is appropriate, to life. The test screenings of the Dark Crystal had the Skeksis speaking a language based on ancient Greek and Egyptian, specially created for them by linguist Alan Garner, which was just a really stupid idea. Jim Henson stated, My whole approach to this film is visual. I wanted as little dialogue as possible because I believe the story is stronger that way. Dialogue becomes a crutch. If you have all these alien-looking creatures, why should they be talking in English? An early concept was to have the Skeksis just making noises, but in a way you knew what they were saying. The extremely negative response of the test audiences, surprise, surprise, led to the replacement of the Skeksis language with English dialogue, even though this obviously didn't help because no matter what your language, the story still sucks. And here's the thing. This is Jim Henson. He knows how to tell a good story, so why didn't he write one? Why couldn't this movie have been as good as Labyrinth, huh? I mean, with how much we talk about how Jim Henson was a visionary ahead of his time, why didn't he just look into the future, watch the movie Labyrinth, and make that movie instead of The Dark Crystal? It's not that friggin' hard, Jim. And another thing. Reading from the management of MuppetCast.com. We regret to inform you that your host has been sacked, and the remainder of this week's Muppetology segment is cancelled. Now stop whining about it. Me. Huh, this is strange. Someone just slipped a package for me underneath the door. I wonder what could be in here. Well, there's a note on it. It says, uh, Do not open unless your podcast episode has passed the one hour mark. Well, that's very bizarre. wonder what that could mean. Do you have any ideas, Louie? I think it could be another tie-in to the time you and Steve did the Muppet Madness Tournament with all the cards that changed the nature of the game. Maybe what's in that little package will do something similar to this show. Nah, that's <laughs> silly. You're stupid. Yeah. Well, while we're thinking about what this might be, let's go to a commercial break. Uh, but wait a minute, JD. Steve didn't go to commercial breaks on the MuppetCast. I know, but this gives us a chance to spoof some of Steve's other little projects. This this will be fun. Just just watch. Oh, okay. Wait, where do I watch? Right here. No, no, wait, look. Where? Oh. There. Oh. The Beatles. The greatest rock band of all time. They're a band you'll never get to see live, so you might as well settle for The Steevils. That's right, Steve Swanson is now playing in a band that takes the best songs ever recorded and plays them in a way that sounds almost as good. If you'd like to hear your favorite Beatles songs butchered by a bunch of balding Californians, the one band you need to see this summer is Steve Swanson's Strawberry Steve's Forever. Help, I need 
somebody. Hear bizarre renditions of number one hit classics like A Hard Day's Night, I Feel Fine, Eight Days a Week, Day Tripper, Eleanor Rigby, Lady Madonna, Hey Jude, Come Together, and more. If there is only one band name you'll remember from this commercial, it won't be the Beatles. It's Steve Swanson's You, Steve, and This Guy with Diamonds. You, Steve, and This Guy with Diamonds. Now playing something somewhere. We're here in this abandoned warehouse talking with someone who didn't use Flipper Media to produce their podcast. Sir, what do you have to say? Yes, I just have one thing to say. Do you drink Wilkins coffee? Well, sir, that's not really important right now. Oh, ouch. Oh, a hot iron. Nothing's ever more pressing than Wilkins. Flipper Media. It's not as important as Wilkins coffee. Hello? Now, hi. Hi, it's JD. Is this Nicholas Lemon? Um... Yeah, yeah, yes it is. What's going on, JD? Uh, well, I was just wondering if you could help me with the little problem I'm uh, having. Cause you h- see, hang on, I, JD, JD, hang on. What, Martha? Martha, no, I told you we're not going to have raccoon. We're going to have cat for dinner. Cat. C-A-T, yes, yes, I know. You weren't supposed to put the ball cap in the stove. That was a bad idea. Okay. Fine, chicken's fine. I'm just in the middle of something here, okay? Just hang on. Sorry, JD. So you were saying? Yeah, it's this little this little problem I'm having because I'm trying to do this little interview for a parody of Steve Swanson's Muppet Cast show because, you know, that guy really needs to be brought down a peg. Yeah, that's fair. So I was wondering if you might know of anybody who would be a good person for me to talk to, somebody, uh, somebody who would make it feel like an actual episode of the Muppet Cast, you know? Oh, um... Well, what, what about Frank Oz? He was on. Yeah, well, I tried him, and it didn't didn't go very well. Did he ask you for a naked photo of yourself, too? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. It happens. Yeah, so you're, yeah. So you're probably going to look for someone who's been on the Muppet cast before, right? Yeah, that would that'd be good, yeah. Okay, and I'm guessing someone who's been on multiple times as well, right? Yeah, multiple times over a good span of years, if possible, to make okay, it seem and, authentic. Okay, and, and to make this really feel like a spoof of the show, like during the Muppet Cast heyday, mm-hmm. I'm guessing you're looking for someone who was on the show around like 2009, 2010 time frame. Yeah, yeah, something like that would just be perfect. Okay, and what about performing experience? I'm assuming that would be handy if you want the show to go smoothly. Fair point, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and, and I guess to really put like the cherry on top of it, I'm guessing it would have to be someone with a lot of connections to the puppeteering community and the Muppet world, right? Gosh, that all sounds great. Who did you have in mind? You know what? I don't know. I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head. Hmm, bummer. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a second to hmm like Jim Henson and see if that brings anything to mind, all right? All right. Hmm. 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 What? Okay, so just just hear me out here, all right? I'm all just right. I'm just spitballing. Okay. But 
just going through this list of things we want again in my brain, I think that we want someone who has been on the Muppet cast many times. Okay. Who was there through its heyday. Makes sense. Who has ample performing experience. Of course. And who has connections to the Muppet world, right? Absolutely. Then I've got it. I'll do an interview with Steve Swanson. JD, that idea has got to be one of the best ideas I have ever heard. I know. It's almost as great as the idea for Some TV, your Muppet-inspired comedy special that is now available for viewing online. I know. Almost as great as a special you just mentioned and the rest of my portfolio that listeners could check out at nicholaslemonproductions.com. Nicholas spelled with an H? Golly, JD, that's exactly right. Wow. Well, thank you very much for your help, Mr. Lemon. I hope to see you around sometime soon at nicholaslemonproductions.com. Yep, see you around, JD, and best of luck. Thanks. And speaking of luck, leprechauns are really short, like the Muppets are. And the Muppets recorded this song. Yes, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. It hasn't snowed a single flurry. Fozzie, we're all in a hurry. Pull out the holly. Turn on the brightest string of lights we've ever seen. Slice up the fruitcake. It's time we hung some tinsel on that evergreen bough. Hi, Steve. Hi. Do you have time to talk with me for a few minutes for a little podcast I'm doing? Maybe answer a few questions? Oh, okay, yes. All right, thanks. First off, just introduce yourself. Hi, how you doing? I'm Steve Swanson, the host of The Muppet Cast, and you can find all right, me at right, MuppetCast.com. That's fine, Steve. That's fine. That's fine. Let's get right to the questions. This first one's pretty serious. Are you wearing a women's wig right now? Yes. And do you like to dance to the Elmo's World theme song every night before going to bed? Yes. And is my website the best website you've ever seen? Yes, it is. Do you think Putin is the sexiest man alive? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I should have done this such a long time ago. This is fantastic, isn't it, buddy? Oh, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so since I'm stuck here in this hotel that you've somehow managed to escape from before, can you give me any information about the casino that might be helpful to me? Um, I mean, it's... It's almost ridiculously large. It's like, really? You're going to have an abandoned Spanish castle and a uh, Key West town and a Caribbean village and a half of a boat, by the way, all in the middle of the hotel. 
Okay, great. Oh, and all nestled in like a jungle of palm trees. Great, great. You can actually get lost walking around in the middle of that hotel. Oh, wow, wow, good to know. Uh, you know, just out of curiosity, were you pleased with the Frank Oz interview and that Muppet Cat spoof I did a couple years back? Oh my gosh, I loved every second. You, you really think it was it was good? That was really just a, a sheer stroke of brilliance. Okay, that's good, that's good. I'm, I was, I'm worried that the real you might be kind of disappointed in me going so, stooping so low with this bit. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just shaking my head. You're doing very well, though. Oh, thank you. This is very clever. Did you like the way I, I kind of took the bit about the hotel when you were when you were talking about one hotel, and I made it sound like you were talking about the Pachulo? Did, did you get that? I did. Yep, yeah, you're you're doing fine, buddy. Keep going. Okay, we'll do. Well, now I'd like to ask you to offer some advice to the listeners, okay? All right. So first off, what advice can you give to the younger listeners in our audience? People are idiots, and they never grow up. Just get used to it. Inspiring. Do you have any word of advice for me, personally? If you steal something, don't try to return it because you'll just wind up breaking it. Good thinking. Now, I was hoping maybe you could give me some advice about something else. So you've always said that I should start dating. So I, I figure maybe you could give me some, some pointers on that based on your experience. Would that be okay? Would you be all right with that? I'll do it. Great. So is it cool with you if we try this out as a role-playing thing where I tell you what the girl is saying and doing and you tell me what to say or do in response? It's not going to work, no. Oh, come on. It'll be fine. Just imagine you're at a bar and you see the... Oh, by the way, listeners, um, those of you who don't want to hear some uh, borderline PG-13 content, you may just skip the next minute or two, okay? Anyway, just imagine you're at a bar and you see this girl you really like, okay? Is she cute? Tell me about her, JD. Is she cute? Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's beautiful. She's the girl of your dreams. And she walks up to you to talk to you, maybe hit on you, and you say... Oh my god, did the girl of my dreams actually hit on me? Okay, maybe don't say that. How about you just um, introduce yourself like a normal Hi, I'm person. Steve Swanson. Oh, stop it. The stop cast. it. What's the matter with you? Just Just say something about how nicely she's dressed. Well, aren't you snazzy? Um, Steve, I think maybe it's important that I ask you this now. You have made it to, you know, to, 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 to third base before, right? I've done it once or twice, yeah. Okay, so that's two out of... Uh, how many times have you been in a really serious relationship? We're going to say at least five times. Okay, well, if you've made passionate love in two out of five serious relationships... I guess you've still got me beat. So, uh, it'll have to do. What do you say we skip ahead to the part where she's in your apartment having coffee? Wow. Yeah, I know we're skipping a lot, but this makes things easier. So, she compliments your apartment, and you return the compliment with... I love the new hat! Did I mention that? That's, that's a heck of a hat there. Good. And if she tells you that she's underage, you say... Ah, screw it. It's, you're in college. Who gives a crap? That was definitely the wrong answer, but I think you were joking, so I'm going to move on. So if she says she's on the pill, you would say... Everyone should be, and if they're not, that's their fault. She says she's going to go put something on that's a little bit more revealing, and, and you see it, and you say... Wow. Okay, then she says this. I'm tired. I'm going to go home now. No, we have to do the thing. What thing? You know, the thing. Oh, I see. So then she puts her hand on your shoulder, and, uh, Steve? Oh, yeah. Steve! 
Oh, there's that familiar bird. Steve, will you snap out of it? Yes? Thank you. Please don't ever oh, do that again. God, that was Will so you stop that? All right. Good. I really don't ever want to do anything like what we just did ever again. And you shouldn't, really. True. By the way, that girl, she was actually a 36-year-old woman. That wasn't a 36-year-old No, it really was. It really was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what's your best impression of a Frank Oz Muppet? Whoa, yeah! And what's your best impression of a chimp? <laughs> so, Steve, I'm going to ask you to think back. Do you remember when you interviewed Kevin Clash? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I remember that at the end of it, he said hello in the voice of Elmo. And you wanted to talk to Elmo, but Kevin just didn't have time for you to talk to Elmo, too. You'd already gotten your interview with Kevin. So, you know, I got a hold of Elmo for you, and I had him send a little clip just for you. Isn't that great? That's so awesome that you got that, yes. Yeah, let's take a listen. Hello. Elmo has a message for Mr. Swanson. Elmo just wanted to say that your podcast is really bad. Yeah. Oh, and just for the record... Elmo does not love you, so put that on your Facebook. So there it is, and there you are. Wow. Do you have anything you'd like to say to Elmo in response? Jerk. That's fair. I'd like to ask, if I may, can you please tell the listeners what's going to happen in the next episode of the Muppet Cast? JD and I will do something we've never done before. Are you ready for this? JD Hansel and I are going to fight to the death. And then after that, Gene Beretta is going to come on, and he's going to play some ukulele, and he and I are going to duet, sing a little bit, some of these uh, Muppet songs that he and I like to sing so much. Oh, say, are you and Gene just going to play those songs on the ukulele without any other instruments to back you up, or...? No, with an orchestra. What do you think is Weird Al Yankovic's best feature, his face or his butt? Butt. Really? Uh, oh, yes. Okay, I'll be sure to tell him you said that. How do you like your yogurt? With strawberries. Can you do me a favor and make a weird noise? <laughs> Lovely. Now it's time for you to sing a song. La 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 la. La 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 la. Do you know what my favorite song is? Alone in the Universe. Yes. Nope. It's a famous song from a movie and it was made famous by Bette Midler. Oh no. Now let's do our best Sam Eagle impressions and we're going to sing it as a duet. Mm, no. Yeah. No. Yes. No. No. Yeah. No. The mics are on. We're going to do this. Ha <laughs> ha. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Sing it, Steve. Yeah, man. And everything I could want to be. Take it away, Steve. I can fly higher than an eagle. Oh, right. We're supposed to be doing our Sam Eagles. Let me go. And you are the wind beneath my wings. Yeah. I think that was beautiful. Now, I've got one last thing for you to listen to, Steve. I've rolled out this embarrassing clip of you on the Muppet Cast from ages ago. You were so young then, and the quality of your work, it was just so much worse. I just had to make you hear it. Just, just take a listen. Well, here I am on location this week. Actually in Columbus still, but uh, away from the normal studio. And uh, I am out here on a beautiful July afternoon at uh, Alum Creek Campgrounds. 
and visiting with a listener from out of state. Most of the time, you know, I'm not, I, I have to drive somewhere else to uh, find other listeners and, and interesting, cool stuff to do. And, and here, it's right in my backyard this week. I am here with listener J.D. Hansel, and he's here just on vacation with his family from Pennsylvania? Uh, from Delaware. From Delaware. Okay. All right. Wow. So even farther. <laughs> so you guys just came down for Fourth of July weekend? And... Well, yes. We came down on vacation. Uh, one of the reasons was to visit my aunt. Well, very cool. Yeah. It's uh, it's all. This is a great time of year to be out visiting family. So I assume you saw fireworks and all that kind of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice shirt, by the way, too. Like I just right. noticed the the Kermit. I'm wearing my animal. So uh, we're both being good Muppet fans this weekend. Uh, and JD actually had a great idea. He emailed me for a Muppet list. And uh, as you know, these are segments that I really enjoy doing, bringing Muppet cast listeners on the show to talk Muppets. And uh, you had a really great idea. It's one that I'm surprised we haven't done before because it's, it's a simple but really good idea. And it was to talk about Rolf the Dog, one of my mm -hmm. very favorite uh, characters as well. Uh, he's a piano player and I'm a piano player, so we definitely relate there. Uh, just a great character. What, what made you decide to pick Rolf? Well, I'm not sure. I had been watching lots of Rolf the Dog lately, I mm -hmm. guess, because I picked up a new copy of the Dog City DVD. And oh, yeah, yeah. I had been watching a lot of clips that I liked, and uh, also Rolf the Dog went to Delaware and Muppets Take Manhattan. And that's so right. That's another that's thing right. I'm kind of a fan of. So. Yeah. Gosh, that must have been really embarrassing for him to hear. He hung up on me. And no wonder. He sounded so little and childish. It's like he didn't even know what he was talking about. Wow. But seriously, Steve, don't feel too bad. This show isn't about tearing you down. It's about celebrating you and all you've accomplished. In these next brief moments, let's take the time to pay tribute to Steve Swanson, a man. And here to help me with that, all the way from Melbourne, Australia, is the Muppet Mindset's Jared Fairclough. Well, that about brings us to the end of this show. I'm out of things to spoof, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to break one hour. I guess that means I lost this one. I suppose I might as well open up this package they gave me anyway. What have I got to lose, right? That's funny. There's a little playing card in here with a picture of Crazy Harry on it, and a note. The note says, Dear JD, if you've opened this package without reaching your assigned goal of one hour, we regret to inform you that you and your podcast will now explode? But wait a minute, blowing up a podcast because I took the wrong amount of time doesn't sound like a spoof of the Muppet cast. That sounds like... Oh no, now I have to parody another podcast? Will this nightmare never end? Huh? JD, why are you doing this gag again? What do you mean again? Well, you did it in the last Muppet Cast parody show, remember? You said that you had to pass the one hour mark or else the show would blow up, and you made reference to Dylan Gale. Yeah, but this time I tied it together with the playing cards from the 2015 Muppet Madness Tournament, which I did not spoof in show one. Yeah, you did. One of the first things you said was that you were trapped in a hotel room. Well, this time I expanded it into a bit, okay? Sequels are hard, so you expand on the little things you set up in the original. I don't need you lecturing to me. Now get back under the bed with Brian Summers and stop talking to me, okay? Okay. Good. Well now, how do I get out of Dillingale? Do I have to talk about John Denver or something? 
Uh, hey, uh, Mark Gale, do you or any of your puppet friends have anything to say that could get me out of this? Hello, this is Frank the Horse, and you are listening to the Muppet Cast. Oh, crap. Now we've gone back to the beginning. It's all starting over. No, I'll never get out of this podcast now. Okay, think, JD. What does Steve Swanson do when he's in a tricky situation and he wants to stop doing the podcast? Hmm. I've got it. He cancels the Muppet Cast. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm canceling this Muppet Cast parody. Friends, this has been an incredible journey. You could never understand just how important this podcast has been to me. And what may... Uh, hold on a second. Hey guys, great news. I'm done producing this stupid podcast. Drinks on me. Woo, yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, what made it special was you listeners. I don't know where I'll find joy in my life without you. Oh, wait, just a second. Yeah, yeah, cheers, man. All right. Anyway, this is to say that each and every one of you means the world to me. I really feel like we've had something special. Hey, JD, we just got an email from a 12-year-old kid saying this podcast brings him his only sense of meaning and purpose in life and he would be lonely and depressed without it because he has no friends. Are you sure you want to cancel it? Louis, why would I let some kid change my mind about what I do with my own podcast? What's next? Do you think I'm going to let a teenager produce an episode of the show for me just because it's always been his dream? Please, now get back under the bed. I have to tell you, listeners, it is an intensely gratifying thing to feel your support and your friendship from, from everyone and to earn your time from week to week and a space on your iPod between your ears. Gosh, that sounds weird. But the point is, you believed in me enough to keep this show going for a whole two episodes. I was only able to keep this show going because you believed in me, and I want you to know that I believe in you. You can do amazing things in life. You are a strong, independent listener. Really? Not you, Louie. You suck. As the song goes, if just one person believes in you, you must not have many friends. And with that, we come to the end, this time the end of the final episode of Not The Muppet Cast. Thank you once again for listening. As Jim was so fond of saying instead of goodbye, because he was weird, have fun. This has been the Muppet Cast parody number two. Now, how do I make the show end? Why are we still going? Shouldn't there be a, a, some closing music or something? Uh, oh, I forgot. I have to use the soundboard here to cancel it properly. Uh, let's see. Where's that cancel button? Um, oh, here it is. Wait, why didn't it work? Uh, I better press it again. Oh, the second time did it. The screen says, Not the Muppet Cast has been moved to the trash. Uh, one podcast series now in queue pending cancellation? Huh. I wonder what that means. It almost sounds like it's going to cancel something else. Oh, well, anyway, I'm sure it's fine. And with that, we actually come to the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to bug Steve with the hashtag HeySteve. And we'll see you right back here next time on The Muppet Cast. Should be more fun. Dang it, Steve.
free from the hotel room. Hey, there is a boat out here. Hey, everyone. It's Nicholas Lemon. I just wanted to let you know that if you wanted to check out my work and my company's work, you can always go to my website, nicholaslemonproductions.com, or better yet, go to YouTube forward slash Nicholas Lemon Productions. That's where you'll find all of our fun bits and pieces, video clips, puppet characters, all that fun digital stuff. All right, I hope you guys are doing well, and peace! What just happened? Did you just die? No, I was saying peace. While like from, wh- while an anvil 90s. dropped on your stomach from a cartoon it's, it's building? A, it's a 90s reference. Okay, not all of my listeners remember the 90s. Okay, so then let's have you just jump in then. Let, oh, uh, I was Tim- planning on leaving all of that in. Everything that oh. we just said that I said, I was just going to leave it in as is. In fact, what you're hearing right <laughs> now, I might leave in. I might just well, let it run. Well, there you go. That's a much better way to end it than I than I planned. So, so there you go. So there it is, and there you are. All right, I, I I had a ton of fun with you, JD. I had a lot of fun. I didn't I didn't know that we were going to chat for this long, but I very much enjoyed it. I'm glad we did. You know, I find that with Steve Steve as well. It's like we don't really plan on talking as long as we do, but we do. Yeah. Well, you're a very easy person to talk to. You're so, if I say easily excited, that has the wrong impression. But it's like I I can talk about any good thing that happened. Like, it's sunny out today. And you're like, wow, congratulations. (laughs) I really enjoy that. I like being supportive of people. That's nice. it's, It's easier to be that way than cynical, I find. See, it's weird because I really enjoy being very harshly critical of people. I find it so fun. Well, it's cathartic, you know, and I find, especially when I can take people who have low self-esteem and just make them feel like dirt and worthless, Mm. it really helps my self-esteem. Exactly. See, this is why we work well together. This is why we record good comedy together, because we're on the same page. Well, I'm just, I'm just appeasing you. You're real toxic person in my life, but I'm just, I'm just trying to be nice to you, JD. Oh, that's You're doing good for... You're doing good for your age, you know? You're doing really, really good. You know, not all t- not all 20-somethings are have have as little talent as you do. So, I'm really glad we we this is working out well. I was concerned. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> and I can't I can't decide whether or not that should stay in the show now. Hmm. 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 I'm going to let you go. I should probably eat dinner. <laughs> you know I was joking, right, JD? Uh, dude, I'm on I'm on Benadryl right now for allergies, so, you know, like I want to make sure you know I was joking. You came on this show loopy? Yes. Well, what did I do to you to deserve that kind of You you just don't have my respect. That's all that happened. Oh, okay. So then the next, when I go on your podcast, I'll be sure to come on drunk um, and dead. And then, uh, and then we'll all be squared out, okay? Well, sure, if, if you're lucky enough to be invited on. You, you, you mean, uh, oh. What, Martha, what? No, JD's not going to be for supper. No, I know you like him, but he has rabies, so no. This is getting out of control. (laughs) Goodbye, Nick. Thank you very much again.
I'm, I'm happy to be on, JD. I'll send you the link once, once the show is all put together, and I think you'll enjoy it. All right, wonderful then. All right, great. See you all around. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what a weirdo.